Welcome to Australia's number one earthquake and earthquake adjacent news podcast. That's right, the Story Mode Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Munro, and tonight I'm joined by two boys who rock my world. Fuck, that was a smooth intro. Karen Morrison and return of the devil himself, Keelan Simpson. I'm back, and you ruined the intro by commenting about how great it is. You should have just been slick about it and just shown how much you've grown since I've been gone. Baby, since you're back, I'm very slick, okay? (laughs) We're into all the the classics in this one. How are things? Karen, Keelan, 2Ks, how are we doing? Uh, Look, I'll tell you this much. I I just missed it on the earthquake, apparently. All the things said it reached Bendigo, but... um, I didn't feel anything, but I was in bed asleep, so maybe I just missed it. Like with anything arriving in Bendigo, you'll get in about two to three months. Hey. <laughs> Probably be better here as well. I, uh, Dylan, did you feel it? I had too much wine, so I, I didn't feel <laughs> shit. Yeah, I just went to sleep. Like, oh, I slept through the whole thing. So yeah. for anyone listening, all of our international listeners, we know you're out there. Uh, we had an, a 3.7 magnitude earthquake in Melbourne, Victoria. Australia, uh, which is a rarity, kind of. We had an earthquake a few years ago, and that was like the first one that I've ever felt. Mm. I remember that so one had, as well. We've sort of had two in the last two, three years, which is a bit odd. But yeah, this is the biggest earthquake that Melbourne's had in like 130 years. Probably fine. Nothing to worry about, right? Probably probably all yeah, good. No. Shit. So what if the Earth's like quaking a little bit? No problems. <laughs> Does it somehow correlate with the return of Keelan? Keelan, where have you been? Well, under the ground, like a mole man. <laughs> you see, the tectonic plate shifted, fracking, and I rose from the steam like the green dragon sword when Tommy the Green Ranger plays the flute. You know that song that he does, <laughs> Power Rangers. Absolutely, came up out of there, short little T Rex arms, just <laughs> waving around. Cause I never yelling. got Power Rangers. I admit it, I never got into Power Rangers. Why? <laughs> What is wrong with you? Were you alive and a child with a heart in the 90s? Uh, you lost me at the last part. See, that's the thing. All these things that like kids liked during the 90s, I never got into that. I never got into Power Rangers. I, ne- I was never like a Spider-Man, like Marvel DC kid. Really? Um, I don't know what I used to like. I like dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are dinosaurs cool. Are like cool. They're universally cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I seem to like, like dinosaurs as a kid. And then there's years missing, and then I could drink. Like, what, I don't know what I liked between then. What about big, bad Beetleborgs? What about VR Troopers? I respect them. <laughs> I respect what they bring to the table. All right, all right. Respect them as people, and Beetles, and Borgs. <laughs> and Borgs, too. <laughs> Especially now, the Borgs. Borgs. I have a sack of juice. And now, <laughs> every, every few episodes, I like to bring on, you know, Jesse's weird drinks. Will this, one day have, this um, segment one day have a stinger? No, but today I have uh, a little little goo bag. You know, those little like little sachet bags, like you get like Ribena in sometimes if you're feeling nasty. I have one of these. My partner bought it for me. Um, Sophie, if you want to listen to her episode, Spotify and iTunes, just search Sophie, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is iced bayberry. B a y b e double r y. Is that a, ty- a typo or is that a thing? What do you think the type, the correct spelling would be of bayberry? I don't know. Like blueberry? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to crack this open. It has this weird lit, right? Riveting audio, this. The, the, this looks like those like yogurt pouches that people sneak yeah, into music like. festivals that they've spiked with vodka. 
Yeah. Yeah, I want somebody I used to work with did that. And um, thank you, Georgia. I'm going to try this drink. Oh, it's like a nasty apple. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just apple. it's like a red apple. Jesse Fayberry. For the benefit oh, no, of... Oh, wait, no, it's not. Oh, it's like a caramel apple. Ooh. It, you know what it tastes like? The first crunch of um, like a red apple. But then the tail end is a word of the original. That's okay. so that's weird, but okay. It's not bad though. Okay. There you go. There you go. Alright, well, on to on to our uh, other segment. This is riveting <laughs> stuff. Everyone's like, oh, I, I listen to this like video game podcast. They talk about movies, TV shows, different drinks, and they also go to the internet duck that ask them questions. But before we bring up the uh the random question generator duck, can you guys give me a quack, please? Mighty duck style. Quack. 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 Come on. Quack. 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 Keelan is so confused. It's been a while. We have a little rubber duck on the internet. I click click for a question and we get to learn about each other. We get to grow as people. Today is question from the duck itself. Come on, duck. Oh, this is nice. What fictional place would you most like to go to? Oh, that's Siren. Easy, easy. Middle Earth. Let's go there. God damn it, Kyron. <laughs> so you can tell them you can tell them about the Golem game? Yeah, I can t- I can warn them of the Golem game. Have you heard that apparently they're making another Yes, I did like, hear they were but they got approved for a second one and I just I was be- I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. Like if they're going to pick like obscure characters, I'm waiting for E3 it's going to come back for some reason in 2027 and there'll be some no, a big like, musical build-up, and the word "proud feet" no. going to come across the screen. Just it'll be a Tom Bombadil <laughs> game. I've got a, I've got a bad feeling it's going to be a Tom Bombadil game. Oh god! And that will be most people's first like touchdown with Tom Bombadil. So. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> no one's ready for that. Keith, you have you the kept update with this Golem game? Y- yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have. Oh, um, I don't get it. Like, look. A small team, I get it. I get small teams are going to struggle sometimes with, with games. But we've seen smaller teams make way better games that actually work. Don't charge full price for it. They don't hide fucking, like, law-accurate voiceovers behind a paywall. There's so much gross stuff with this game and it just doesn't work. And then their apology letter that came out. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. I saw this. What, what the studio is? Day, day, Daedalic? Daedalic? Daedalic, yeah. They they um they can take a day to lick these balls, you know what I mean? They put out this apology letter full of typos. The for most their Lord of the Ring game. Yeah, Lord of the Ring. Ring. I'm like, it's your it's oh you're, I, you're I, doing a second one? Guys, <laughs> I I honestly I don't know. There is so much wrong here that I think that we are not seeing the full story of what has gone down here. There's just a oh, lot I'm- missing, a lot of information missing. Jason Shry so is loading up. He's opened up the MacBook. Oh, it's it's coming. 100%. I hope, Jason, if you listen to the show, we know you do, feel free to use my day to lick my balls joke. <laughs> it's quiet. It, it landed. It landed that's pretty a, well. That, that's a freebie. That's a freebie. That's just for you, Jace. Keelan, where do you want to live? Which fictional place? All right, look, seeing as Kyron stole the one I was going to go, I, wanna, I, I, want, I wanted initially... To go off to the Shire and for that music oh, to play, so it feels like you're coming home. You know, I imagine that's what ha- what'll happen when so I die. Can f- do like- you want to go to the Shire so you can feel tall? <laughs> <laughs> I re- I really do imagine that's what's going to happen when I die. I'm I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna be like Gandalf's height, 
when I get there and I'm going to appear and the music's going to play. It's going to be green and lush. There's going to be um, the the leaf as well. And I'm just going to be smoking that. It'll be amazing. But seeing as Karen has, has chosen that already, I'm going to pick something different because I'm already dressed for the occasion, Jesse. I'm going to pick the human battery farm in the Matrix. I do- <laughs> Okay, as soon as you said what you're wearing, so if people listening home, he's just wearing like a basic like grey kind of sweater sort of thing. And he looks like he's dressed like Mouse from The Matrix when he's on board the Nebuchadnezzar. Yep. I'm shocked I remember the name of that spaceship you, thing. You do, you certainly do. I just think it'll be a really fascinating world to explore and die in. So <laughs> Well see, the thing in the Matrix is like, why do you want to wake up? Plug me back in. Like if your fake oh we we're, we're getting we're getting deep in the deep in the paint here. If your fake reality feels good, seems good, and you don't need to know, like you can be like the whole like ignorance is bliss thing, or you can, you know, go around eating sludge, okay, and having to talk with this dickhead who can't stop talking about steak. I'm definitely gonna be picking the imaginary A5 Wagyu. Thank you very much. Exactly. The one in the red dress. The place, the place to be. What about I'm you, Jesse? Sure. What about me? Now, it's actually funny this question came up. Because while this isn't necessarily my pick, I'm going to pick it just for the sake of conversation. Um, the whole, like, the internet at the moment, the hive mind of subconsciousness, very into your muscle mummies. Your tall muscle woman. Hot. Just a tall woman. Okay? Your Lady Dimitrices of the world. Look up Rhea Ripley, Jesse. She's from Adelaide. Is that a wrestling thing? Yeah, it's a wrestling I'll thing. Ed- I'll edit that out. That's nonsense. <laughs> um, why are more people talking about the, the Gruta Village from from Zelda? I think they are. You're just not in the right circle. I'm not. So I, I just finished that part in um in the Tears of the Kingdom. Quite a good game. And like all these women are eight foot tall. Link, you should stay there, buddy. <laughs> he goes there and he's like the only man in town. And I'm like... This is the snoo snoo episode of Futurama waiting to happen. Yeah, exactly like, what I was imagining. Yeah, how sure. many hearts does he need to avoid a crushed pelvis? I just want to see him go into a room, you hear some loud knocking, you see his heart rating slowly go down. <laughs> and then like that like nice little piano comes in, and instead of saying game over, it says bust a nut. <laughs> Continue. All right, cool. I, I, I don't know if you ever played Fable, the original one, but there was literally... you. The thing, like exactly what you described, except your health will go down. What do you mean exactly? Like, I, what? Like you, you, you go into a room. Mean? You go into a room. You just hear some knocking and some moaning and oohs and ahs and stuff. And then you came out and you had a baby. That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, from my sure, understanding. I'd like to sure. find out one day. <laughs> I've read, I've read things, and it sounds. I tell you what, interesting. And you know what else is interesting? I went and saw a movie this week. I'm, I'm on my movie tear. There's some good films coming in 2023, and this is a film that I thought was going to be not necessarily a low point, but definitely, um, for lack of a better term, a Sophie's Choice. Um, so she picked the film we could go see last week. The look you two are giving me. How else was I meant to phrase that? Okay? Yep. All right. How else do you want me to phrase that? Um, she wanted to go see The Little Mermaid remake. And I've... Look, I saw The Little Mermaid, like, half of it... Um, like, my first girlfriend made me watch it a long time ago, and I wasn't paying Weird. attention to it or the film or her. Um, take that. <laughs> the look, Keelan. Keelan has been giving me a look for, like, the last, like, few minutes. That is a red flag, Jesse. <laughs> a beige flag. 
a beige flag. Um, no, I, I didn't really pay much attention to the film, and it, it's just been one of those fil- films that I've kind of absorbed through cultural osmosis. That's what my touchstones are with this film. Um, so I went in there with low expectation, and I'll tell you what, I had a really nice, like, pleasant time in this film, which is strange, because even from, from the get-go, I'm waiting in line at the Village Cinema, and first thing I wanted was I found out last week that they have a special uh, limited-time cup for Fast X. It looks like a big, like, oil barrel, like an oil drum, and it says, like, Toretto's Mechanics or whatever on it. I want that. Sick. I want to drink from that. They didn't have it. So I was already a little bit annoyed. Plus, there were a thousand screaming children around me. Excited to see this film. But my whole thing is, I hate when... If I'm watching Dune 2 and there's a kid screaming in it, I'll be really pissed off. If I go to a Super Mario and there's a kid screaming in it, I'm in their world. This is their film. Shockingly, I will actually be like, no, fair enough. You cannot be mad at them. Yeah. Yeah. I am For a them. person swimming in the ocean. If a shark bites me, I shouldn't have been in the house. You know, I have to accept that. So all these screaming kids, admittedly, I probably should have snuck some alcohol in, but all these screaming kids in the film. Um, and from the moment it started, they all shut the fuck up because they were completely engrossed in this film. So before I do get into the film is Little Mermaid. Have you guys seen the original? Do you have any interest in the original? Yes. I really oh, like. defiant. I really like the somewhat racist portrayal of that crab. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, th- th- that was that was funny. Somewhat. <laughs> uh, Karen, do you like any racial caricatures? <laughs> well, Disney have got you covered if you if you don't get into that. <laughs> no, um, I I I, uh, I do like. Here's where I stand with Little Mermaid. Like the original movie, hated in Kingdom Hearts. That's that's where my that's where my little moment opinions are. <laughs> I'm glad that this touches into both film and games. So this is a worthwhile topic to be discussing. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I want to see it is um, I really like um, Hallie, uh, Chloe and Hallie, like the singers. I think they're fantastic, and I'm shocked their last album wasn't bigger. Um, but Hallie Bailey, I can't call her Haley. I keep I keep getting to call her Haley Bailey. Hallie Bailey. Um, as Ariel is phenomenal. Like she belted the song, but I think what I like about her characters, she really brings across like the enthusiasm and like curiosity of Ariel. She seems like really interested whenever like a human thing comes to her. Like she wants to go. I, I really like that. Um, we've got Jonah Hewer King as Eric. Just seems like a good dude. Like he can sing. Okay, cool. Um, Melissa McCartney as Ursula, the sea witch, the sandwich. People were bitchy about her being ca- her casting. Why? She fucking eats it up. She's amazing in this. I do have a complaint. Her in her song, um, and I'll get to some of the visual complaints that people are having. But her voice is way too low in the mix because she she's having fun singing this. Put her up. Let, let us hear that. Um, David Diggs is Sebastian. I love David Diggs. He's in Hamilton, um, and that man can rap. Aquafina, a, a scuttle. I didn't even know there was a bird in this film. I knew that there was a crab. I knew there was a fish. I knew there was some mermaids. Didn't know there was a bird. Aquafina, good stuff. Um, and Javier Bardem, King Trident, but he's a little bit more subdued than the what I knew of King Trident from the animated version, which makes sense because if Javier Bardem yelled at me, I'd cry. And there was a cinema full of kids, so I get that. Now, 
I'm seeing people bitch about this film, and the people who are bitching about this film are about our age. They grew up with the original. And I think, look, there, you can say, oh, this is just a cynical reboot. Disney just wants money. Yeah, wow, what a shocker. Disney wants money? A company wants to make money? Whoa, oh, my stars. Yeah, no shit, okay. But when people start complaining about like, the art style and all that type of stuff, this is where, this is like the, the, the Little Mermaid 2023 has taught me to let go, okay? Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect that, le- that lesson to be taught to me during this film. I like things when I was a kid. I like certain things as a kid. And if they get remade today for a modern audience, I need to learn to shut the fuck up because it wasn't made for me. They're not making the same film for the same people again. An animated version of this film probably wouldn't click with people nowadays. Kids like the, the, they like the realism because they, they kind of watch just, again, like os- by osmosis, like Marvel and Transformers. Like Everything looks a little bit realer, so they would want their stuff to look the same. While I can appreciate the characteristics and stuff you can get across with animation, especially for some of the, the animals, which again, I'll get to in a moment, um, it just doesn't speak to people, like to kids nowadays. Kids at the end of this film fucking clapped. What, like, isn't that the point of a kid's film? What uncultured children that were in <laughs> attendance in Once that cinema. in my life, I'm defending the kids. Yeah, this doesn't happen often. This, this isn't. Is this is the rarity. Weird. This is very it, weird. To hear. And I, I felt weird coming out of it. I'm like, I shouldn't have enjoyed this film. I shouldn't be defending them. And I like complaining more than the next person, probably. But I just feel like people have gone way too over the top about this, and it become it got to the point where it's like, don't fucking see it. Then it wasn't. Did they have a 35 year old in mind when they made the Little Mermaid? Probably not. Are all the all the cast having a great time with it, and your kids are going to have a fantastic time seeing it? Yeah, sure. Are they recreating the film that, you know, you loved as a kid? No. Is it going to hit you in the same way? No. But it could be for the next kid who, who gets to watch it. Mm. And, you know, it actually speaks to them. I feel like it's fantastic. this has been the same argument we've been having with every time Disney does a live-action reboot of one of the classics. If you don't like what you're seeing in the trailers, just don't fucking watch it. Maybe it's not for you. But seriously, someone out there is going to get something out of it, right? Just like, let them enjoy shit. <laughs> the people who are complaining is like, oh, well, it was better when it was animated, sure. And I bet you in 1990 when the original came out, your parents were like, oh, the hand Christian Anderson book was better. It's what happened. People grow up. Things change. What people want, what kids want, changes. Deal with it. I'm not saying this movie is perfect. And the last few Disney remakes have flaws in them. A lot of things were changed. And it wasn't because, oh, they didn't stick to the original script. They didn't stick. You know, they were just a bad film. A bad mm. a film can be a bad film. Agreed. But it doesn't need to be based on, oh, it wasn't close enough to the source materials. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Well, just shut the fuck up. I, I, the original like, is still there as well. It's like, it's not gone anywhere. If exactly. You probably have Disney Plus, so it's literally going to be there forever. Yeah. From if a, you don't, if you're not like, this movie ruined my childhood. No, you just had a shit childhood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> From a slightly, I guess, cynical perspective, Disney is always going to be doing this stuff. Always. Yeah. We should just get used to it. Yeah. It's never going to change. Exactly. And like, they didn't make the original Little Mermaid out of the goodness of their heart <laughs> and then release yeah. it for free. They did it to make money. That's what companies tend to do. So I just, look. Have you complained about this film? Sure. And I'm about to go into a few things that I don't like about it. 
but that whole angle of like oh this is a money grab it's like yeah that's dumb let's let's develop our arguments and i think um and look i need to get better at how i criticize things and how i critique things and i review things and view things but like the critical culture around this film has been really fucking toxic and been playing into the hands of some of the worst people on the internet i won't even get into all the racial bullshit i've had i've seen um which has been fucking rough but the best way to if you want to if you want to wash yourself of that um watch videos of kids seeing um Hallie as Ariel for the first time it it, it is absolutely it, it is like powerfully adorable it's really, really nice cuz they like a lot of these kids have seen themselves on the screen for the first time and cool that's how it should be but yes i do have some complaints Again, you guys have seen the original. I probably remember it better than me. Were all the other fish sentient as well, or just like three? Like when they do the Under the Sea song, are they all playing instruments and they got their eyes open and they've all got their own little things going on? They yeah, party. I, feel, I feel like they were either yeah. doing something or they were used as props or something in, in the, the original. So in this, obviously, Flounder is an actual flounder. Sebastian is an actual crab. Why didn't they call Flounder? Is Flounder a flounder? What does a flounder look like? You should know, know the answer to that now. Well, I mean, if Flounder looks like a flounder, then Sebastian should have been called Crab. <laughs> so, I mean, called <laughs> Sebastian. All right. Fair, that's, not, that's fair. a fair point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so you, you got him. All right. So during the Under the Sea song, which, again, my touchstone for that is Homer singing it, um, I assume that all the other creatures of the deep were, you know, had their little, like, weird eyes and they were talking and they were singing and stuff like that. In this, they're really realistic, <sighs> but Sebastian and Flounder aren't. It, it, it's an odd balance because what this film does suffer from, and I don't think it's because they changed from, or I don't think it's totally because of them changing from animation to more of a, a real CGI look. But the ocean seemed kind of dead. You see like five mermaids and they're all related to Ariel. Like where's everyone else? Yeah. Or do you just rule over fish? Welcome to the real world, Jesse. Mm. <laughs> Oh God! Planets dying, man. The, the secret <laughs> they, they is. Have been a message. I want my global warming message in this film. Also, the messaging in this film is pretty bad. Like, oh, she's obsessed with a guy, so she wants to fundamentally change her body to suit him, and he wants to forget everything she knows, all the people she loves. Seems odd. Weird. But again, a lot of those old stories do have a kind of a troublesome yeah, bounce there, but a little bit. <laughs> There were a few extra songs in there. They're, they are very Lin Manuel Miranda. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing to you, they are just very Lin Manuel Miranda. There's a few extra scenes that build up the the kind of uh, the on on land sections. A lot of it happened outside the castle. You can see like the island, like this like Caribbean island sort of vibe and stuff like that, which was cool. And I think that was actually missed in the original, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, I'm shocked this is a really just enjoyable film it was just if you have kids go see it i i I couldn't recommend it higher i I think this is a really fun kids film um and i think hallie has a massive acting career in front of her because she she was really good in this you could not convince me to see any of these um live action disney things oh because you're an edgelord you probably couldn't even convince me to go and rewatch one of the animated ones to be honest with you just have negative connotations with all of that these days what film would should they make a like a real live version of oh animated film jeez really 
of like the Disney ones? Uh, just Pixar, Disney. Oh, then let's do a really terrifying, harrowing, real life ish version of Cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> they're kind of like meaty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, flash okay. cars. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. That put it straight up against the Gran Turismo movie. Steve wins. <laughs> shit. I yeah. reckon. Look, we probably got like two, three years left of pandas. Like pandas are done. They won't fuck. They just eat bamboo and they're gonna die. Like, I'm all for saving animals, but pandas, if you're not gonna help us, help you, <laughs> then I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, do, what do you want? But when we're down to one last panda, let's train it to do kung fu. Kung fu. All right. So it has to be has to be voiced by Jack Black. One hundred percent. We'll teach the panda to speak like Jack Black. Yeah, there you go. All right, they got to be good for something. AI, do something. Yeah. Okay, come on. Between stop stealing AI jobs. Doing doing all the creative jobs for some reason, and panda's <laughs> not fucking. Can we coalesce these two ideas? God damn it. I, don't, I, I, I don't know what I want. I, I don't know. I'm thinking of something like a uh, a Neil Blomkamp di- directed version of. Robots, Jesse. You and I Holy both have great fondness shit. for that movie and its associated video game. <laughs> the robots video game was quite good. Um, <laughs> it was just on a demo disc, Jesse. Let's be real, and that's yeah. all we had to play at the time. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little blue robot. I've never seen the film. I have no want to. I think he's a blue robot or a red robot. He's collecting nuts and or bolts, yep. like Ratchet and Clank. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for the goose. Good for the gander. I say. Good dude. <laughs> And that's our robot's review. I like how Keelan <laughs> takes a very satisfied sip of wine after Job throwing done. Neil Blomkamp's robots into the mix. But now yeah, I, I want an animated version of um, I want I want an animated ver- version of District Nine. Oh my god! Ooh, yeah. Oh shit! Like uh, I'm sorry. What is this a shit? District what is this Nine shit? anime. What? Would, a District Nine anime would be sick. Yeah, what I'm what I'm thinking of is like uh, that cyberpunk Edge Runners style. Oh, yeah, trigger baby, and give us some that good like body horror in it. Ooh, yeah, yikes. Oh, okay, all right. The body horror in in the original movie still haunts me to this day. <laughs> mm. Like that scene in a bathroom when he's like peeling off his fingernails. It's like yeah, I I, li- like I cannot watch that, and I will never watch that. That's such a good film. That is it such is such a good, good film. film. Also, sorry, just to, like, go off the beaten track for a second. So, Keelan, as you said before, we talk about um, uh, robots quite a, a bit. We talk about District 9 a fair bit. We talk about Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man films quite a bit, and we'll get into them shortly. But there's another film that we used to speak about a fair bit. Did you guys know that Lord of War is getting a sequel? Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Why am I only just hearing this? And I'm kind of on board. What the like, fuck? <laughs> I don't okay. have a reactivist. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy. I would, I would personally, I would rather a face-off sequel. Oh my god. Um, I think that could be happening too. With with John Travolta and Nick Cage. I hope they both swap their face with younger people. <laughs> <laughs> and could face to face. We can just digitally de-age them. It's fine. Yeah, we'll just. You know, give him like some sort of face surgery. It's the future. Come on, let's do a cyberpunk on this. Every night before I sleep, when I close my eyes, I see that one shot where Nicolas Cage without a face is reflected in the doctor's sunglasses. Can't sleep because of that shit. Recurring nightmare. Recurring dream. Ah. Moving on <laughs> from Keelan's um, <laughs> just pseudo sexual fantasies. 
to my pseudo sexual fantasies, the PlayStation Showcase happened last Thursday. I woke up, at, woke up nice and early um, to watch this at 6 a.m. Melbourne time. And I mm, eh, kind of waste my time. It was fine. 37 games. Well, there were 37 announcements. And they didn't all catch my eye. If you want to hear a bit more a further breakdown of the PlayStation Showcase, however, um, go listen to Dialog Options. What are you doing? Listen to this. Go turn this off. Go listen to Dialog Options. On Spotify, iTunes, Dialog Options, of course, being our more game-centric uh, podcast as part of the Story Mode Gaming Podcast Network, hosted by the lovely Karen and, of course, Joel. But, I mean, Keelan, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this before we do get into Spider-Man a bit more. Were there any announcements that really caught your ear and or eye? Um, yeah, I gotta say, the thing that jumped out at me, just because it was so incredibly striking-looking, Marathon, Bungie. Yep, Marathon. I wow. not be more sold in the game. Wow. I don't know what the fuck it's about, but I'm willing to give it a go just solely based off the way that it was presented. Marathon is an older game. Like This is yeah. like, a, like a reimagining, isn't it? Yeah, yes. it's completely yeah. unrelated to the previous trilogy. I think there were three of them um, in the day. And um, I, I don't know if this is correct or not, but it's meant to be like an extraction shooter or something like that yeah it is an extraction shooter it's like full game service sort of like seasons and stuff all that all that games as a service goodness if you're into that then yeah it's fair so karen you're very much there i'm already on the hook for for destiny i don't know if i can fit two well, bungee live service games when i first started i'm like wait is this the next season of destiny because yes <laughs> but maybe that, it's something even better that's the thing that that is so fascinating about it to me so destiny requires a bit of a time commitment right gotta gotta put some time in you gotta really get into it and understand things intrinsically this is slightly more accessible than destiny i will 100 try it because i cannot get enough of bungee's gunplay it's just so damn so beautiful good. best in a biz best in a biz as far as gunplay goes bungee karen mm. was there anything that caught your i mean i'm, I'm assuming metal gear salt did <laughs> that's a bittersweet discussion. Um, that's not the one that immediately, like, I, I obviously that's a talking point, but the one that immediately caught my eye was um, Sword of the Sea by Giant Squid. Because I fucking mm. love Journey and I love Matt Narva, who went on to form Giant Squid and make Abzu and Pathless. So anything that Giant Squid does, I'm there day one. Austin Wintery back on music, like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, that looked Agreed. good. That was the one I texted about four people yes, like, whenever <sighs> I try. I'm like, you, this is a you game. For me. And yes, Metal Gear, let's let's put a pin in Metal Gear and discuss it a bit more when we know more. Because yeah. if it is Blue Point remaking it, but our discussion will be very different. Um, I, the rumors, if it's if it's following the rumors, it's meant to be Virtuoso oh, the, the, the or something. Yeah. Do like they used to do a bunch of ports, a few of the Switch ports. So they're good, but like, I don't know. There's good and then there's Blue Point. There's a, a couple of screenshots. Um, and we assuming look, those they look like MGS3 just sort of nicer. And that's not really what I want from this. I want a remake. Yeah. Um, although seeing that that bridge. Yeah. I've never played that game before. So yeah, I'd also like a remake proper. It's good. You eat a lot of snakes Round in up. it. Lots of snakes exactly get what, eaten. It's exactly what it says in the box. Some um, pretty solid Metal Gears as well, I guess. <laughs> have you guys seen the Metal Gear somebody made in um, Zelda? Yes, I have. <laughs> oh my insanity. One day we'll do an episode and we're just going to go through all of the cool creations people have made. The, 
have you seen like there's like a like a little um I guess it's a wiki is the best description where people are sort of co- collecting all the plans that people have made and like storing them in like a database you can browse and search. Is once I finish the game or well, the main game, is to go in there and just look at not so much the how people have made stuff, but the mechanisms they've used. Because I want to make a Zoid. I'm going to make my own Liger Zero. Yes. Out of wood, and I'm going to run across the landscape gracefully. Speed of sound. I, I'm, I am hoping if they do a DLC to the kingdom, which they, they probably will. They did it for Breath of the Wild. There'll be some sort of pack comes out. Just give us a building pack. Just give us more, like, give us gears. Give us timed um, mechanisms and things like that. Your physics engine is ungodly. It doesn't make sense how much it makes sense. <laughs> if it can do all this, then just give us things to play with. Oh, because See, they have to do DLC for Tears of the Kingdom because Cass is nowhere to be seen in the game. And I need Cass. I need my bird to play me lovely music. Where is he, Nintendo? Oh, he isn't in it. He's just MIA. His family's or, still at the village, but- Or is he? I haven't found him. Yeah, I haven't found him. Someone, someone mm. tell me if I've found him, please. Yeah, interesting. But my the thing from the showcase um, that caught my eye, aside from Spider-Man, was Project Q, for better or for worse. Project Q being the handheld streaming device that Sony's releasing- they have this already. You can stream your PS5 to your phone and you can hook a DualSense up to it. They're also releasing an officially licensed Backbone, which is coming out, I think, October this year. Um, and a lot of people have already pre-ordered that and have sort of been shot down by this. This looks like if you had to make a meme of what a PS5 portable would look like, this would be it. It is a, <laughs> a Switch screen. It's an 8-inch HD screen with... A DualSense cut in half is stuck to either, either end. It's not Ultra even an handsome. OLED screen. Really? That's baffling. That's not an OLED screen. Um, and it's all streaming. What's this thing going to cost? Because it's not an OLED Too screen. Much. It's not an OLED screen. They've come out and apparently the battery life is four to five hours. <laughs> Sorry. Which is remarkably better than a DualSense fucking controller. Okay. <laughs> and also, look, I'm going to put it out there as well. It's also better than my fucking Switch nowadays. My Switch yeah. is lasting about 45 minutes playing but, um, Zelda. Hey, Jesse, can you play your Switch on a train or like when you're out of the house away from the internet? And that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> like a proper handheld? <laughs> I don't know. what is, is this testing the waters to see if people want a new handheld? Because yes, but we don't want a PS5 portal. We want a fucking Ooh. Vita 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You goddamn it's, it's not. The, it's not the same thing. You can literally do exactly what that thing does with a better screen. And um, the backbone controller by using your phone. Like, mm-hmm. why the hell would you yep. want this? People are showing that they will spend more on a on a proper handout. Switch is a very fun handout, but it's an old piece of tech now. Like, and I think Tears of the Kingdom is its limit. It, yes, it's doing yeah. remarkable things with that. It's doing absolutely remarkable things, but it's definitely the limit. And not many developers developers can optimize the same way Nintendo can. So you're not going to see other games do what Tears is doing. But with the advent of the, um, the Stream Deck, Steam Deck, whatever it's called, I looked at my Stream Deck in front of me, and I'm like, "Don't say Stream Deck." And then I said Stream Deck, like an absolute clown. Steam Deck, and then that um, that the ally, yeah. yeah, that that's getting really good reviews. And yeah, it is. I, I think it looks really nice. I think it's kind of interesting and striking looking machine. Beautiful. 
people will spend a bit more on a, on a proper dedicated piece of hardware, a portable hardware. So I would love to see it from Sony. It's like, look, how about don't compete with the Switch? Compete against Steam Deck. I don't know. I think that could be kind of cool. Or then again, they bring you all their games to PC anyway. You can play them all via Steam Deck. Maybe that's exactly right. Like, like, that's sorry, where they would go. But yeah, I just don't know who this is for. I think it's going to be about. Oh, let's take let's take some guesses here. How much are going to cost? Trillion dollars, six hundred. Five ninety nine. Six hundred. Oh god. Yeah. Jesse's he's muted himself. He can't take it. He can't take it. Oh no. Um, I've heard him. I, I don't know if I think six hundred might be too much. I was gonna say something, even though I feel like my answer is too crazy. I was thinking maybe like three fifty or something. I'm 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 that's so much. I'm hoping for a screen with two ugly controller things. The last few PlayStation um, pieces of hardware have been so cheap. The PSVR two, the PS five, the DualSense. It's throwing around money. I'm hoping it's three hundred dollars. I think it's going to be 400 though. Oh my God. And You're six dreaming. People, and the only people to buy them will be places that do reviews, but aren't big enough to get one for free. So they buy one for content. We're not in that gap. So don't nope. expect a review of this thing for us. Unless Sony, you want to send us one. We just have some kind of words about you looking yeah. very pretty today. You're, you're both dreaming. This is going to be like one of those, yeah, those PlayStation, what is it? The Vita Go or something? Or the the PSP Go, yeah. Oh, PSP the PSP Go, Go the, the little wow, digital that, only that, one. Oh, You've God. unlocked a little memory. What a bad idea! Sony makes bad calls sometimes, but this one was this is a, a shock. While you're since you brought up that that particular thing, how much do you think those little earbuds are going to cost? I like I really like them. But how much do you think they're going to cost? Oh, thousand dollars. The <laughs> Pulse headset's like a hundred and seventy dollars or something. I'm gonna say. How much is a set of e- um the iPhone ones, earpods? Um, oh. it varies, but about one eighty nine to two hundred. Sort of depends on. The- yeah, I- I'm gonna say probably one seventy. I'm thinking about two hundred. Uh, two hundred was where my mind was kind of going. Now, are those things I may buy? Maybe. Jesse, you know that wearing that out in public on the train will get you assaulted and robbed, right? <laughs> Go do it. <laughs> Okay, okay, as long as you're I'm, aware. At least it's in the I'm terms and conditions. Okay. I'm PlayStation Nation. <laughs> PlayStation Nation, okay? God damn it. Now, the PlayStation Showcase, mm. I thought they were definitely going to show Spider-Man 2. I think everyone knew that. Mm. If they opened with it, I was going to be on the edge of my seat being like, okay, they've come to fucking party here. When you get Ghost of Shima 2 or something, this is going to be sick. Now they ended it with this. So that's when you knew, okay, it's going to be a disappointing showcase um however i don't think the spider-man 2 trailer disappointed at all we got a proper introduction to the the main villain uh craven the hunter looks what an intro what an introduction dude what's that i'm like is the predator game like what yeah and then that sort of like um red herring is like oh this this guy's craven no craven's hunting him like a badass and we also see um so basically craven is going to come to New York to hunt Spider-Man because when you think of a spider, you think of a hunter. What an odd choice. But you do see that he has a list of people he's going to hunt. Um, so what we can see on the um, little tablet thingy he has, uh, we have Black Cat, um, Spider-Man Peter, Spider-Man Miles, Lizard Prowler, 
Prowl is out. Wraith, um, who is Yuri from the first one in the, in the DLC, should become Wraith. Uh, Tombstone, who just wants to run his little mechanic shop. Uh, <laughs> Taskmaster and Shocker. We do, I, I believe another thing you also see a mention of the Raft, which is where Vulture, Rhino, Electro, and Doc Ock, oh, and Kingpin, they're all in the Raft still. So I'm hoping we see them because I feel like, I don't, I'm not going to give too much away from the ending of Spider-Man, but Doc Ock needs to come back in some way. It was very good. So was a big fan? I, I, haven't, I haven't played the first one. I don't really care about spoilers at this point. Um, oh, but good. just so that Damn, I understand so the context of what you're talking about, is the raft, it sounds like some kind of prison it's, it's, or it's, it's, it's Marvel's Arkham. Right, okay. Yeah, it's I a get big you. superhero prison, which lets them out every few days for the sake of comics. Okay. <laughs> for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, oh, in this trailer, we also see... Uh, Venom is tease in Spider-Man 1. Uh, we do see that Venom has conglomerated with Spider-Man with Pete. I'm going to call him Pete and Miles for the sake of it. Uh, he, he's, he's merged with Pete and he's got the symbiote suit now. We've seen the symbiote suit in a fantastic film directed by Sam Raimi back in 2007. Uh, a timeless classic. Uh, we see Venom played by one Topher Grace. Okay, who graced our screens with a hell of a performance as a young, I wish I remembered his name in the film. Eddie, Eddie Brock. Brock. Eddie Edward Brock to you, okay? Uh, but we do, we, yeah, we see that uh, Yuri Lowenthal, who does the voiceovers, is putting on his gruff, his gruff puberty voice. Uh, and he's, he's real mad now, Pete. Oh my and God, he's, he's so emo. Around. He's I evil. Fucking love what it. are you doing, Peter? These are your friends you're talking to. What are you doing? He's on drugs. He's so uh, he's freaking brilliant, man. He's like, hold on, Miles, let me just murder these motherfuckers. Beats Fire. the shit out of these people. Oh my goodness. He needs he's, to drop an F bomb in this game. He's peak 2007 dancing in the street, Toby Maguire. Okay? Oh my god. Emo as fuck. Walking into a jazz bar and just dominating the place, making everyone cringe into nothingness. That is the and Peter much, Parker in this new game. Much like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker in Spider-Man 3, in this trailer, he does also hit a woman. There's a really odd scene in that film, to be fair. Yikes. Yeah. S- scene? Yeah. Single, singular scene. <laughs> singular. Yeah, look. Method acting. <laughs> Karen, what do you think of, of Venom, Spidey? Uh, so, wait, in the game? In this game? <laughs> Spider-Man 2? As a concept. As a concept, oh, I tell you no, what, in, man. In those, the trailer. <laughs> those Tom Hardy movies, you know, they're something special. No, uh, the game. I wasn't like. Obviously, we were. It was the one thing I think we all expected from the showcase. So when it finally showed up, it was it was about time. First of all, this game is meant to be coming out in a few months. So yeah, you know, well, it was really cutting it we close. Still a, we still didn't actually get a date. It's yeah, spring. a window, which. I don't, I don't hate, right? Because I guess that's Sony giving Insomniac some wriggle room, right? Like, why nail down a definitive date at this stage if you don't need to? Because everyone who owns a PlayStation is going like, to buy it anyway. If it's not locked away by now, then... Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think they're taking some, pe- some like it. notes from Nintendo, right? Like, Nintendo likes to leave their dates late because that gives them room if they need, like, a last-minute delay to just do some polishing or something. They can do it. I do think Sony's going that direction, but the gameplay 
even though I think in some ways it's maybe showed too much. I get it. But it, I was like, oh, that would have been a nice surprise. But I loved it. And I guess they had to sell me on Peter Parker anyway, because I only want to play as Miles. <laughs> I So it was always a question of, would this be like a single character narrative driven story? But it looks like they're taking the GTA 5 route and you can swap between them. Whether, whether that is like context sensitive or when you're free roaming, you can just swap between both, which I imagine will be the case. Surely, right? It would have to be. I think I like everyone that. did fall in love with Miles. Like, yeah, Spider-Man Miles Morales right. is definitely one of the best, oh, probably top three PS5 games I've played. It's stunning. Like, what a first month of that console to have that game on there. Or maybe two months. What I like about this game is Miles Morales looked gorgeous. Absolutely yeah. stunning. And not many PS5 games have looked as good. Insomniac do things with that console that few others can. With Ratchet and Clank as well. This is the first Spider-Man that's been made exclusively for the PS5, and you can tell it that is gorgeous. That little sequence where Miles takes off and like glides through like, the, the city, I was just like, I, I was losing my mind. I'm like, this is the PS5 is just doing this. This and is nuts. <laughs> do you remember when the PS5 was first announced, and they were trying to explain, I don't know, gigaflops or something, some bullshit techno babble. And they were talking about how quickly things can load. And the demo that went around everywhere was Spider-Man. Because, like, you could swing from... You could use the camera and just go a billion miles an hour through the whole of the city and nothing should pop in. It's already loaded. Like, it is loaded quicker than you can notice. You can see it in here. And I think that's why they've given you the wingsuit and made you go very fast with it because it can now. And it yeah. felt good. As everyone talks about, like, the traversal is what makes or breaks the Spider-Man game. Spider-Man... Two on the PS2 had had the best ones until um, Insomniac Spider-Man. This is taken to another level. There is going to be some little tweaks they've done with it and things that they technically couldn't do due to limitations and they can do with this one. I'm so excited to see because the movement, the animation and the movement, um, I want to see how Venom moves around because mm. he's going to have some sort of equivalent bullshit. <laughs> it really, really does look like a step up from everything that I've seen so far um, from Insomniac previously. Um, and I don't know entirely whether I would enjoy the combat inside of um, the Spider-Man games, having not played it. I gather it's pretty similar to the Arkham games. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly the Arkham sort of system, yeah. But okay. it, it, unlike in Arkham where... I mean, I, I have my own gripes with the Arkham games and how they play. The combat feels good as Spider-Man. It makes sense that he's able to sort of like jump across the room exactly. to hit a separate guy. It exactly. just feels good. It just, it makes sense. Like logically, Spider-Man can travel from one side of the room to yeah. the other in a single movement, right? Batman, not so much, but yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, I'm, I'm worried that combat like this, um, I don't know why, but it's reminding me of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where there was a lot of flair to it, but there was just no substance. So at the end of the day, you didn't feel like you were having an impact on the world. Of the I hate that you brought up Valhalla because I recently um, got into, if you guys know Skill Up on YouTube? Yes. Yeah. I've followed him on Twitter for ages. I've listened to his podcasts and stuff like that. I've never really watched one of his reviews. And I watched his Golem one. Okay, and I've been going through some of his reviews and the one that came up with Valhalla and I'm, uh, I had a lot of issues with that game and I watched it all and it made me re 
I don't want to say hate, but re just fucking disappointed with that game. So mm-hmm. I hate that you brought it up because it's already in my mind. Sorry. Yeah, and the combat was one of the things I didn't like about that because it just felt, yeah, style over substance, but very easy to break and very easy yeah. just to heavy attack, kill somebody, heavy attack, kill somebody. Very unsatisfying. I think it's going to depend on the enemy types we we get. So obviously you got your boss battles, which if Spider-Man 1's enemy to go by will be spectacular. Um, Craven has his hunters, Craven's hunters. It looks like, look, like narratively, they are very well trained, and they should be a challenge. I'm hoping we get different versions of them. I'm hoping we don't get fucking a bunch of mechs. So we've already seen these mech dogs, which I'm like, ah, fuck off with mechs in these games. Mechs and drones can get fucked in these sort of games. I'm just, I'm Ooh. over it. But at the same time, I yep. get it because you're just like, who else are you gonna fight? Like, just a strong dude who who has like his anti sticky spray on. It's like, oh, we can't use webs on him. Oh no. You're right. Fuck drones. So. I don't know, Jesse. I'm really hoping that it is like a, a really satisfying experience. If you guys reckon it was decent in uh, Spider-Man 2018, then yeah, absolutely. I'm sure, we'll I just build on it. This is just me. The combat in, in what are the 20, 2018, 2016? It was, it was 2018, the year of um, of the year of God of War. What mm-hmm. a year! Um, <laughs> I think the combat in there was style of substance, but it was so stylistic that it didn't matter. Hmm. Like, when you are pulling off these, like, mad cartwheels and handstands and flipping over somebody, launching them into a tree and shit like that, and you're using your little gadgets as well. The gadgets, like... I'm and when you start, see any gadgets oh, used in this trailer. I, th- I guess they're saving it. Like, again, like, oh, they no, showed... Sorry, I take that back. It wasn't, may not have been a gadget, but we did see that you can create your own lines of web. Oh, so yeah. rather than having to look for, like, cross beams, you can just shoot one out. And you can also intersect them, which I thought was very interesting. Henchmen are screwed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they're boned. <laughs> like, they're like, boned. You, you mentioned like, Arkham before, and I played a little bit of the Arkham games. I didn't like them at all. I like when you can sneak around there with Batman. Like, those were the cool parts. And when you are going across the crossbeams and you're ringing people up, that was cool. So, if this is giving me more of a chance to do stuff like that, yeah. Can I bring up one very minor gripe? It's not, a, it's just like it stuck this out to me the in, the, in the game. No, we're trying to get stuff from Sony. I want a Project Q or whatever they call it. I want a place to go. <laughs> When Miles slips into the warehouse and, like, takes out that first drone and just sort of drops it, I'm like, no one heard that? No yes, one's listening to that? thank you. That annoyed me as well. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Maybe it's kind of like, um, you know when you used to launch people off a building and you're like, he's dead. And then you look over the side, it's like, no, Webb got him. Maybe I love, I do love that, because sometimes that you would catch cool. Peter doing it. It was really, a really nice touch, because obviously Spider-Man doesn't kill. He doesn't kill. Venom mm. might kill, though. <laughs> Yeah, Venom's breaking bones. Like, yeah. he's doing worse than death to these people. I want yes. to see some violence, okay? Will we see Venom eat a person's teeth. head? <laughs> My teeth are bigger. The lines were so fucking cheesy. Oh, yikes. I also I like that. So when, when, when the original Spider-Man got shown off, there was all this bullshit rhetoric on the internet about the puddles. Remember oh that? Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, I could forget. Yeah, I remember. I like in this one, it's just like, you want puddles here? We'll give you a fucking river. Get stuck. And again, we can that's, have that's underwater an- parts in our Spider-Man game. That's everything I loved about this gameplay demo. Like, they could have showed more stuff in the city, right? But that was Spider-Man One, and I kind yeah. of like they chose to show a chase over a body of water. It made it feel new. It was I really did it enforce. It's like, no, this is a new Spider-Man game. Like, you know, we're going to different sort of places in the city, doing some different things. So in that in that sequence, you see that Miles 
and Peter are trying to save um, uh, Mr. Connors, the lizard, who's become the a lizard. big boy. He is slowly becoming uh, Godzilla. I'm very much about. I imagine that the whole thing is so Spider Spider Men. I also like how they refer to each other as Spider Man in this game. Like you guys got to have a shorthand. <laughs> like one of you Spideys, one of you Spider Man. Like I don't know something. They uh, they have the whole thing of like no, we don't kill our enemies, which is stupid. You should. All superheroes should kill their villains, um, just for the sake of you know helping people. Uh, but the hunters, Craven's there to, to kill them. So they, they they are protecting these villains while I'm imagining the villains are also trying to attack them. So it's a really, really cool, like, kind of cross, call the crossfire um, thing, which I think they could do some really interesting thing, things, but it's not a very common angle to take in these sort of games. They're normally more, a lot more black and white, just these are the good guys, these are the bad guys sort of thing. I am very intrigued to see which villains get got, because there's going to be some that Craven will get and we'll just never see again. And how are they going to humanize some of these characters? Because... The lizard, I think, is a very easy character to humanize, but like the shocker, like what are you, Electro's cousin? Like, what are you? What are you doing? Why? <laughs> That's a really good question. It's a, it's a it's a good question. I don't understand. Let me talk about superheroes and supervillains for a moment. I don't understand when the villain, the like the main villain of a character, is like isn't the opposite of that person. Okay, so Spider Man. Maybe its villain should be like a wasp person, okay? Wasp and spiders hate each other. When I think of what's the enemy of the spider? What's its arch nemesis? I don't think of the goblin. I do not think of the rhinoceros. I do not think of two electrified men. Okay? (laughs) It makes no sense. Like, okay, Spider Man and Doc Ock, that kind of works. Eight legs, I guess they would have beef with each other. They wouldn't they wouldn't fight, but they're like, oi. That's my gimmick. Get out of here. When I think of like a, when I think of a rich orphan, what do I think of the opposite? I oh, know a clown man. Like it doesn't look. I've always had this complaint. It's a stupid complaint to have, but it just, <laughs> it just bugs me. I think you just got to be happy that they're there at all, man. See, they're Batman, Catwoman, Bat, Cat—they rhyme. That works. I'll, I'll allow it. Okay, Batman and a man made out of clay. Where'd that come from? See the my complaints. I want to see Sandman in this game. Speaking of Clayface, um, I, I while I was very very excited about this trailer, I don't think this is going to be like a ten out of ten game. While I love the first Spider Man game, I don't think that was a ten out of ten either. Uh, mm. this is a very com- from what we've seen so far. There could be a lot more. This seems like a very very comfortable growth of the game. This isn't a reimagining in any way. This isn't like a God of War, to God of War, Ragnarok kind of jump. This is more of the same, which I'm fine with. This is going to be my comfort food game of the year. I, I, I know what I'm getting into. Like, it's New York again. I know New York from the game, not in real life. I've already seen troglodytes online being like, they just recycled the map. This is just DLC. I'm a dickhead. Oh, my. Those people are dickheads. It's New York City, guys. New <laughs> like, York City. 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 Um, yeah. Fair enough, Jesse. I don't know. I've got to be honest with you. As someone who hasn't played the Spider-Man games, um, these recent ones, what I saw looked fantastic, but it has not motivated me to go like, yeah, I'm going to pick these games up. I'm going to go and play the first one right now so I can get caught. Look, Spider-Man 1, the, the 2018 game, the the like ending of that game 
is really good. It is really, really what game like is better, better. That or Miles? I think purely because I, I look, Miles, I love Miles. Miles. Destroyed me. Yeah, so they're both so they're both good. That's like if nothing else, I'm now I'm going to enjoy this because Insomniac are good at telling these Spider-Man stories. Like they nailed it in the first one. They nailed it in Miles. And it looks like, based on what we've seen, they're going to continue the trend with this one. Like, they're just good at it. The Insomniac telling the Spider-Man stories we've been missing out on since Sam Raimi got last to leave the building. And you, you know what you need to remember as well? Like, waiting in the in the wings after Spider-Man 2 is a Wolverine game, so... I'm True. so... I'm so intrigued by that. Because... Yeah. Like, Spider-Man has a lot more that he can do. Gameplay-wise, like, swinging around... Wolverine, like, is it like a gruff mechanic in it? Like, tough boy status? I, I don't know. What's he going to have? Like, a, a motorbike, like, days gone? Yeah. I'm intrigued because <laughs> the combat in that is going to have to be stellar. But also, he's like, I don't know. Why, why wouldn't it be, though? Like, if the Spider-Man combat is decent yeah. and it has enough interesting things to sort of keep you engaged and enough interesting enemy types, I don't see why Wolverine like, would be I'm just burnt because I, I really expect to see Wolverine at the showcase. Yeah. If only, but like I, I, I think like Spider Man Two being so close, like I mean, it, it could be two years before we get another showcase at this rate, the way Sony's going. But yeah, I just want to see that first Wolverine gameplay trailer, and I need to see him just cutting people up. Sony want to see slicing and dicing. <laughs> Sony won't have another showcase because they know people are going to be like, okay, factions will have to be this one. <laughs> it's, it's not happening, and I don't. Bungie said, nah, man, put it back in the oven. Put it back in the oven, yeah. Just put it back it's in the oven. Take all the ingredients, ingredients apart. Responsible. Now, a game that is <laughs> soon to come out of said oven is um, a little a sequel from Remedy, Alan Wake 2. Trailer looks dope. You to, looks like you play with multiple characters. A good horror game. It's been a good year for horror games, so I expect it to be really good. However, the controversy to come out of this is the revelation that um, Alan Wake 2 will be digital only. You can't get a hard copy on disc of Alan Wake 2 from Remedy. Now, Remedy came out and said this is to keep the price down. It would be about 10, 15 bucks cheaper, which is is great. I mean, with inflation and everything, things are getting more expensive. If I can save money on a game, that's not a bad thing. However, people aren't happy about it. Now, I prefer physical media. And I've been thinking about this a lot since this all happened and came to light. And I've been playing, trying to play devil's advocate for a bit. So I'm going to take that position here. Why do I like physical media? I just like to have it on my shelf. That's, that's the extent of my argument. It's not a good argument. It's, it's, it's nothing. A lot of people like physical media for actual real valid reasons as well. Other than that, yes. to, to be clear, I like physical media for the exact same reason you do, Jesse. I just like having the physical artifact. We just don't really have that much with anything these days anymore. It's the same reason I collect vinyl. Like it's, it's dumb and it's objectively worse, but it's just something that you have there and you can look at and you can page through and touch and something to that for me. Karen, other people. Wait, sorry, they, one sec, one sec. Karen, are you on the same page? You, you, you just prefer physical media because you do, basically. Oh, I mean, initially, like that's that's There's a safe space. You don't justify it. We, we, <laughs> well, I was just going to say it. I'm also, there's a lot of games I've played and a lot of games that I've let, that I've helped people play by giving in my discs. So I love it for having the games on my shelf, but also I'm happy to sort of share it around with people who are 
We're curious. So, listener, There's we are all reason. off the, the thing in that we prefer it to be physical media. Our, our reasons are paper thin, but they are our reasons and our reasons alone. The next however long is a thought experiment. I'm going to treat it as such. At no point will I be changing my mind, even if I say I did. Okay? It's all <laughs> theater. I have, I have an objection. I absolutely think Kyron's reason is not paper thin at all. Like, that's a really good reason to have physical, um, like, game that you can give to someone else. No, don't lend your games to people because you never get them back. Where's my Resident Evil 7? Have better friends. Gone. <laughs> For instance, Kate has a little, um, my partner has a little Switch light, and she would like to play Zelda as well. And we just have one copy of the game, and I just give it to her. I don't have to install my um, user account onto her Switch or anything like that. I thought that was going the other way, and you'd be like, and she got she got a Switch Lite. So she fucked up, because I'm playing Zelda, and it's my game. <laughs> no, we, classic well, Jerry's we, we, can, we can have our own unique saves that way, and it works out really, really well, because she plays terribly, and I play like a genius god, obviously. Now, okay, oh, I'm wearing no. my, um, my uh, what's it called? My Devil's Advocate hat, tie, blazer on. I don't know what Devil's Advocate would have. Fedora. Uh, Oh, yeah. do, it, do, do it like the Simpsons joke. Do you mind if I play Devil's Advocate for a moment? Pinball machine. Arcade machine. Devil's Advocate in this case is a digital game because think of Hades. Hades came out with digital only, right? When it first, when it first came out. Now, some of the games I'm going to mention here did have physical copies due to demand later down the track, but they got the, their main push and punch to the marketplace was digital only. Did that affect your enjoyment of Hades at all? Because I'm going to say no. And did this no. also help more people buy it? Keelan, I can tell you from, from anecdotally that me pushing how good Hades was and the fact that I couldn't lend it to yourself or to Lockie got two more copies of the game sold. That's true. You got, you in total, just within that immediate group, got three copies of that game Three sold. copies of that game. So, yeah. yes, 100%. It doesn't affect your enjoyment of the game. That's not in question. The game is the game. If it's good, for, it's good. For- so for me, yeah, I get, I do, but you know, but you know what Hades wasn't? Hades wasn't a $90 video game. Well, neither is mm. this because it's going to be a little bit Valid. cheaper. <laughs> no, it's $90 on the, P- it's on the PSN. It's $90.94 or something. Okay. That, that part's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> well, that's in the PlayStation Store? <laughs> yeah, PlayStation Store. PlayStation Store issue. That's, that's its own thing. I mean, when that's God 4 came out, it was like $140. <laughs> so let's just... Our good friend at Sony, give us a PS PS3 Plus, you fucks. Um, <laughs> our good friend over at Sony. That'll convince them. They do things their own way. They're what we would mm-hmm. call renegades. However, with this, so for some backstory here. So Remini um, uh, partnered with Epic. Epic have their, their game store. I think a lot of it has to do with that. Epic wants to get a lot of people playing this game digitally via their game store because that storefront is, I actually don't mind it at all. I'm, I'm not somebody who uses like, PC storefronts often. So people go to like, you should play it on Steam. Look, Steam, I, it's got a trillion, gabillion g- games in it, but it's laid out like dog shit. Like, it's an awful system to try and work your way around. Yeah. Um, the only time I use Steam nowadays is when I'm finding reviews for our review episodes when we do the quizzes. And even then, I get lost really easily. Um, there's that, there's the Epic one, uh, and then there's like the Xbox one, which just doesn't 
like me anymore. It doesn't load it properly anymore. But the Epic one I've never had, had issues with. So maybe they're just trying to get more people's eyes on it properly. But you know, this is a proper hub for my game. I can play everything here. I can play Fortnite here. So that could be an issue here. It also could come into the fact that the game cost obviously more to make physical copies of and Alan Wake Remastered does not sell anywhere near as much as they thought it would. So they're probably a bit gun shy there. The flip side of this is obviously people are talking about games get removed from storefronts. So you don't actually own the game, you own a license for it. And oddly enough, a, a big victim, I guess, of this has been Alan Wake in the past. Yep. Um, so back in uh, 2017, it was removed from the 360 marketplace due to music licensing. Now, they're, probably, they're not going to make that mistake again, you would hope. They're not going to pop a bunch of licensed music in unless they have some very rock-solid contracts and yada, yada, yada. Mm. But the fact that they've already been burnt like that, I, I find really funny because, yeah, Alan Wake would be a great example on the flip side of this argument. But why is it that we accept digital copies of PC games Indie games, most games are digital. Well, not most, but a large, large portion of games played are done digitally nowadays. Mobile games, and we're think- fine with it. Is it because we're so used to console games being on, on physical? It's not so much we give it, we put it under a different lens, and we we like no, that's the norm. That's how it should be. Don't you know? Don't rock the boat. That's how it is, and we're kind of coming up with reasons to defend that point. I think there's a couple of reasons, Jesse. The reason, one of the reasons that is normalized in the PC space is because Steam has been doing this since the mid 2000s. It's like a long time, and consumers have built up trust in the brand and the company itself. Because the company is private, it's not. It's it hasn't been floated on the stock market or anything. There's essentially a small group of people who control what happens to it, and. For that reason, they have all these values and all of these, you know, ideals about being independent and about people have trust in that. Um, number two, I, th- I, I really do think that digital copies for consoles, it's increasing dramatically. And you would have seen in the press release for Alan Wake 2, um, they specifically mentioned there's a PS5 without a disk drive. There's the Xbox Series S, doesn't have a disk drive. Um, that That is part of a... I don't want to say an excuse, but a reason for them to to justify this move. They also use the whole like saving money thing, but that's bullshit. That's not that's Is it? I don't I don't buy that. I don't well, buy like, that what, at all. What do you mean? I mean, you you can buy it. It's cheaper. Like buy the excuse cuz it is cheap. Like that I think ten, that's, that's $10 cheaper. We are a different type of gamer to the majority of gamers, okay? We're like, ah, whatever, it's 10 bucks. But some people are just like, okay, that's that's going to make or break my decision about a game. The whole thing about, um, oh, I've got too many games. Yeah, they take up too much memory. So if you have the digital-only PS5, for example, that goes in memory. A lot of people, I would say most gamers, would play the one game, delete it, move on. You know, they're, not, they're not buying 20 games a year like us. They're not putting 150 hours into Tears of the Kingdom in the first week, you f- Fucking lunatic, Kyron. <laughs> That's in two weeks. We are like, we're not at the extreme end of the scale, but we're a little bit further up, mm. up the the scale than, than most people. So, I don't think we can think about this from our point of view so much as we have to think of it from like the gaming public point of view. And I think majority of gamers are more casual. 
So that extra 10 bucks is going to, if you're looking at a bunch of games and you're like, which one am I going to pick? And one's 10 bucks cheaper, but still getting great reviews. You're probably going to pick that up. Things are getting more expensive. Like if, if people can save a penny somewhere, they would do it. And it, it's the right decision to. It but still would have been cheaper probably to get to physical in Australia anyway. Yes, like that, That's how it works here. <laughs> yeah. At JB, for the first like three days of a brand yeah. new game release, it's like 30 bucks cheaper. Is Australia, is, is Australia going to be the main market for Alan Wake 2? No, I don't know what market this game has anyway, honestly. <laughs> hey, Alan Wake's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm excited for Alan Wake 2, but like... <laughs> um, no, like we're not, we're not the main market for it. And this is something that Australia is fucked up to do with the taxes and licensing and all that sort of bullshit. So Australia again is not the probably not the best comparison. So you probably look at something more like the American market <laughs> where it is cheaper to buy games digitally. As far as I know, I don't live there. I, I think it's also like a cultural thing there as well. Like they they use services like that more than we do. The they're internet works. Yeah, and they're they're more comfortable with um more the, shootings. The idea of better internet. I was going to say, this is why they're doing it, though, right? They don't have to leave their house now. Well, the shootings of the internet. That's it. No, no, the digital games, so they can stay inside the house and not, not get, get shot. shot. Oh, not get shot. Okay, yeah. I mean, they will eventually probably get shot, but like, it, it might take longer. Well, Sorry, now America, with, the, with, with, with um, Project Q, you can now get shot on the go. Oh, um, what, what an advancement. <laughs> the future is here. I want to <laughs> bring up another, another argument that the pro-physical games people will definitely bring up and that's game preservation you're going to hear this everywhere um that's something that is a real thing there are plenty of games now that were released not the too distant past that you just you can't get anymore which it's not sold on a digital storefront it we just had suck. it happen it does with the with the wii u and the 3ds nintendo being so bitter in fact going going as far as to like release a new firmware update for the 3ds specifically oh to what? get homebrewers and stuff. Okay, Kyron, yeah. for those who don't know, can you just explain what happened there? Because that was the shoddiest bullshit. Yeah, so, so the gist of it, because I haven't like fully read every fine detail, but the gist of it that I've gathered is, obviously, the Wii U and 3DS eShops went away, which, <laughs> well, if we're talking game preservation, was disastrous. There's plenty of games that were only available digitally on those platforms, and the one takeaway was, well, hey, if my 3DS is no longer useful on the Nintendo eShop, I'll just homebrew it and go from there. Um, Nintendo is apparently was just like, whoa, 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 no, firmware update. Don't do that. Which I guess implies they just want us to throw our 3DSs away. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I this Nintendo are just not good people, but thank you for Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I agree. The game preservation thing I completely agree with. However, I think that's the battle we lost years ago. Like games are even if even if they've got physical components to them, if large parts of games are online, that's then they it, then they die. So, there you like, go. and I don't, Simon, if you listen to this, you probably have an aneurysm right now. Okay, but remember that we are on your side. We agree on this. Playing devil advocate. However, um, I was hoping to be in this episode because I want to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. He loves it. He will take a bullet for that game. But if if Square wants to shut it down, they'll do it. And it's gone. It's done. I I said I'm I'm right here, Jesse. I play Destiny 2. Yeah, Destiny they 2. They like gone. They Fortnite, they removed Apex, the entirety gone. of Destiny 2. Like what the disc copy of Destiny 2 that I originally purchased is gone. All that content is gone. Yeah. 
It's, that all got removed from so the game. It's I think, insane. I think we're fighting a battle that we lost years ago because the game preservation thing is a really good argument for it. However, games don't exist in the same way that they used to and they can't be preserved in the same way they used to. Do we need to work out ways to preserve those games in some form? Yes. And I think that's... I think that developers need to play a role in that in some way. I, w- I would love for them to, I don't know, work with people who do this like on a larger mm. scale, I'd be like, yes, here's a version of the game so it can stay in some sort of fucking, like, like the Smithsonian for games. We need to keep these things. Um, That's right. Because they're important. The, the thing is, though, you know, um, I'm, I'm jumping the fence here a lot, Jesse, but That's sort of this game's, there's like, there's games like Cyberpunk where when like, sure, okay, I've got a disc copy of that. Great, I've got it. The game's preserved. You put that version of the of the game into your disc. It is not the same game that you can play now when you update. It is completely different. And and sorry, just to interrupt you there. That can be done for bad reasons. Cyberpunk. Yes. Okay. It needs to be fixed. That can also work the other way around, where a good game is made better with patches, little mm-hmm. quality of no life things sky. that normally couldn't be done are added in. I mean, for example, Tears of the Kingdom, probably the game of the year. Probably the game of the all time. It had it had a patch. It, it fixed a few quality of life issues. If it was just recorded in its original form, we wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have the optimal version of the game. Games getting updates is not a bad thing, and I think there's a really shitty view of that. It can be done for the wrong reasons. Cyberpunk. Um, it can also be done to to make like here's a good example: No Man's Sky. The version of No Man's Sky we have today. I would say is in, in my top 20 games of all time. I adore what they've done here. I think actually the story of how they've done it makes it even more special to me. Day one, I wouldn't piss on a day one copy of No Man's Sky if it was on fire. Okay? Nope. <laughs> that Absolutely game, was, terrible. the day one version of the game was good for one thing. The two days of work, I, I called him sick. <laughs> Assume, day one was to play the game. Day two was when I realized how sick the game made me. And I just think I need to, to rest. But they, they have fixed the hell game. That's a remarkable job there. That version isn't going to be kept. If, if we are looking at the traditional ver- um, ways of game preservation. So I think game preservation is, a, is an extremely worthwhile cause, but I don't think it actually factors into this argument as much as a lot of people think because it has fundamentally changed. It's not, and it, like you were saying before, it's not actually the developers who are doing that. It's surprisingly game pirates. Who are doing R. that? Um, Why was it such an erotic that, R? R. That that was, and they are the ones who are kind of capturing versions of games, i.e., the like the updated ones, packaging them up together into something that you can then access offline if you need to, um, which is kind of sad because someone is suffering in that whole process. But yeah, in any case, overall, I think you're right, Jesse. As much as it sucks to lose physical games we've been in the state where we don't really have physical games for some time now yeah this halo is a battle we infinite, lost halo infinite doesn't have any game data on it halo infinite doesn't have any game hey i know i played the a- updates and actually that it's pretty fucking darn darn it's pretty fucking good now they've got like a whole bunch of shit you can do now we used to play so much of that oh a good month it was a good month <laughs> good month then we got angry about it but yeah, I, I honestly think we, yeah, we've moved away from that a long time ago. And this is the first place that is 
the first company that's brave enough to just sort of like admit it, like, yeah, we are. Let's stop pretending. Let's stop beating around the bush. Maybe looping back to the start, maybe this is where the Little Mermaid lesson of let, let things go has hit me. And that's why I've thought about this more on the weekend. Because my knee-jerk reaction to this was, fuck this. I'm not buying this game anymore. I want a physical copy. When I get a game, like, okay, back in the day when I used to get a game, when I was a kid, I would love to have it in my hand, come back from the shops, and you read through the manual. It's all like, it's, it, 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 it's an event. It's a special feeling. Okay? It's a special feeling. You, get, and you put it in your shelf really proudly, you display it, and it's fantastic. Now, games that have manuals, they have a bunch of little pieces of paper in there with a bunch of codes in them. I pop the game in, I put the case underneath my shelf, and then when the next game comes around, I pop it into its case, and I put it into the, into the cupboard behind me, not to be seen again. I'm spending more Gen- money on that. It's a waste of plastic. There's no book in there. There's no art book. There's no manual. So that part of what used to make it special has, again, been gone for years. We are fighting a battle we lost. And I, now I'm kind of seeing the, the upside of digital. It's easier to obtain. It is, should be, in a perfect world. Hopefully we get there. It is cheaper. <laughs> Good joke. Yeah. Look, some people. Um, yeah, I just. You're stuck with it forever. Just like, that's it. Like, so here's, here's the thing for me. And like, I know it's with, it was, was, so I'm circling back around again. I know I keep coming back, bringing up money. But as games get more expensive, right? And if we do continue down this just digital path, I know that I will probably halve the amount of games that I play because shit's expensive. And this is a, ultimately a, a frivolous hobby in a lot of ways. And I'll just get a, pretty brutal with what I, I, um, I played Jedi Survivor, right? I finished that game and I cannot wait to get rid of it. I'm never going back. If I bought that digitally and I was just stuck with it, I, oh boy, I would, I'd be kind of disappointed. <laughs> Look, I get that, but you know, you're still kind of, I know you can't return it, but the return value on games nowadays is nothing because again, that market is dying. Like the second hand. Again, yeah, it's true, but there is, there is also like reselling options. But yeah, I, I, you are not wrong. I mean, yeah, the but Jedi at least Survivor 2 resale market is popping off. You make sorry, it like eight, I, eight I, whole dollars. Sorry, I routinely purchase games from EB Games and return it within the seven-day window, no questions asked. Yeah, but you could do a sick oh, pervert. But also, <laughs> I don't know. I just money for, <laughs> it, for me. I just it, I keep coming back to the money point. I it's just like one of those things where yes, the resale is especially EB's trade stuff is a ripoff, but it's an option for people to use to bring down games, mm-hmm. game prices. Yeah, JB Hi-Fi, Big W's, all those sort of department stores that are happy to just like eat the loss and sell a game for yeah. like 20 bucks cheaper for that first week is how I've purchased a lot of games. I did see an interesting take on this. So cutting down production costs for Remedy, because it does, again, and actually I'm, I'm going to divert from my own thing right now, which is very <laughs> me to do. You mentioned how games are going to be more and more expensive to make. I'm of a very unpopular opinion that games are getting too cheap. And I think that a lot of like, PC, Steam sales and shit like that has actually warped what people think games are worth. And it's an argument for another day. It's going to give me a lot of death threats. Um, no, you're not, you're not wrong. You're yeah, not, not wrong. We there. want better acting. We want better animation. We want better better everything from our games. We want like known voice actors and stuff. That stuff ain't cheap. That stuff cost. And games have to increase. It'd be great if we could look at the split of who gets the money, but that's not really our choice to make. Either companies. Um, but with this deal, with Remedy wanting to cut costs for production, they've got a 50-50 split with Epic. They're just trying to get more off that. Remedy's 
a studio I would like more money to go into because they're making some very cool stuff. Mm. So it, it, it's super smart business from them. If they, can, if they can get more from their 50-50 cart and save consumers money, that's, on paper, that's a pretty big win. I guess I just don't see myself paying $90 for a, a code at any point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like the actual hip pocket measurement. And that's the thing, because we, we, again, it's the Australian market, but do you think as, because this is the norm. This is, a, again, this is a fight I think we lost a long time ago, and we're only just starting to realize it. Okay, we were dead before we hit the ground. Do we think that as this becomes more and more popular, Australia will have to change its pricing and things like that, and all the laws and blah, blah, blah surrounding it? So that PlayStation Network here isn't selling Crash Bandicoot 4 for $850. You know, it's, it's, it's selling on par or cheaper than what you would get at your, at your EB Games and JB Hi-Fi. Look, JB Hi-Fi, Big W and stuff like that, they're always going to have cheaper games because they can undercut their own oh, the value yeah. because they make mm. their money elsewhere. JB Hi-Fi doesn't make money on games. They make money on TV. That's why EB Games is more expensive because they don't have enough product to spread that around. Although they're starting to get there. Good work. They sell chairs now. Gaming chairs. Mm-hmm. An interesting wrinkle to this as well, before we wrap up, is THQ Nordic have stepped in via Twitter. It was a very like, hey, you up sort of thing. And said, hey, baby, we'll make we'll have a wee printing game for you. And they've come out and said, we'll cover production costs or do the production for you or something. It's weird. And I think we're in the spot where... Epic and Remedy are 50-50 and then introducing that aspect it's going to get very confusing and somebody's going to get burnt pretty bad and it won't be I Epic. don't think it'll happen purely purely because if if it was an option they were willing to consider Epic has infinite money at this point and they would just do it <laughs> like mm. Epic has so much money like yeah that's why I, I it would be nice but I just don't do we see think it this really is marketing and happening. Epic just come out in a week or two and say hey we're not do it everyone's talking about it nobody was really talking about Alan Wake 2 now a lot of people are talking about it because obviously, possible. you know, controversy is going to draw eyes to what was a pretty banging trailer. That is a very good, very good question. Maybe. And you know what? I mean, I don't mind. More power to you. More people are Alan Wake sick. I don't care. Lie to us. I don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see THQ Nordic making this work. But yeah, like maybe with the, the extra attention, Epic will step in. I mean, gameplay is showing up at the Summer Game Fest by Jeff Keighley, so... God, I'm intrigued we'll by, see. by what the summer um, game fest is going to bring us, because this is the this is the year for it to make it move. No E3, like properly no E3, and this is the side of the showcases that um you know Sony's bringing out, and Xbox has no games left. So, <laughs> hey, that's not true. They have a lot of games that were at the PlayStation showcase. <laughs> oh, that tweet afterwards was just wow, beautiful. Yeah. If they, if they can actually nail their own game showcase, then that tweet, they can frame that tweet. <laughs> um, Keelan, I know you don't have Twitter, and some of our listeners are smart enough to not have Twitter. So after that sh- PlayStation showcase, um, the Xbox Twitter account put out a tweet saying, all these games coming to Xbox, and it was just a list of about half of the games we showed at the PlayStation showcase. <laughs> well done. Well done. That's funny. I mean, yeah, a brave thing to say, given the current yeah. state of the Xbox library. However, credit to you. That's pretty funny. But speaking of pretty funny, that was a pretty funny episode. But, you know, it was a good one, I reckon. I it was a good one. What? I don't know. The last half an hour wasn't very funny. It was pretty, pretty, pretty Say, brutal to consider. Yeah, I funny. was really ang- angry. I was really angry this whole time. <laughs> you always are angry. 
Oh, well, you lost all your hair, like Saitama. So angry. It's because of my training, because I'm so buff tough and buff. You're going to beat up all those hobbits when you're the shot. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Just leaf. like Gandalf did. <laughs> yeah, see, he started working out. He lost all of his hair. Now he does podcasts. He's doing the Joe Rogan. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Hey, Keelan, that's somebody you're, that's somebody you're taller than. That is someone I'm taller than. Have you ever seen that meme where um, someone types out Joe Rogan describing Gollum and his new training regimen and his diet and everything? <laughs> it's, it's just uh, and very relevant to this week's... Uh, Man looks like a bar fridge. He's solid, but he's small. And you can put cans in him, I guess. I don't know. Can you I'd imagine- also like to... I'd also like to make people eat Madagascar cockroaches, so I think it'll be. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 the you're the fear factor, Joe Rogan. You're not like the evil version we get nowadays. <laughs> God, imagine if you bought a digital copy of um, Gollum, <laughs> the Wall. That game, guys, that game's coming out the Switch. I don't <laughs> think it has yet, but we haven't seen what it's going to be. It's too big for Switch. It's not going to work. <laughs> Switch can't handle it. Somebody, okay, somebody out there has to get a copy of Gollum and throw it into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like, when it is eventually five dollars in a few months, I will buy and play it. Morbid curiosity is gonna take the. What, yeah, I, what, you want to you want to raise a little bird? Do you know about sure. Jesse? Do you know about the bird? Also, no, I don't know about the bird. I know not, you, The only I thing watched, I know about this game is it's terrible, and I've seen a cuts a part where Golem jumps and like hits the side of a platform and dies. You raise a baby bird at one point. I've watched but, the the skill up review as well, and apparently it's part life sim, like the first oh part of the game. <laughs> Half of the game, bonkers. But speaking of bonkers, let's wrap this one up. You can catch more of the Story Mode podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe, leave us a review, give us a little kissy with your five stars. It does help us in the algorithm. It does get us a few more views, and it means the world to us. While you're there, also check out Dog Options. As I said earlier, a more game centric episode. Um, Last week's episode did go a bit deeper into some of the announcements made at PlayStation Showcase. They talk about Marathon, because Marathon looks mad. Marathon's the best. Marathon's the reason I'm still alive. Um, so go give them a review as well. Of course, you can keep up to date with all the good, bad, bad and, and the ugly that we post over on our socials. Not so much Facebook and Instagram, because I can't be bothered. But we are on Twitter at StoryModeAUS. Two of us are on Twitter. I am at Jesse Spanner. Aaron? Uh, and I am at LemonManX. And Keelan is the best of all of us. And you know who else is the best? You, sweet listener, for, for sticking with us after a hundred and whatever episodes. That f- sounded like I was going to end the podcast for good. I'm not. No, there's more <laughs> of this bullshit coming next week. Um, but thank you for listening. Hope you had fun. Come on Twitter. Tell us your thoughts on um, the physical versus digital discussion. Because did you guys waver, like legitimately waver at all during that discussion on your on your position? I didn't. <laughs> I still want my physical games. Yeah, give us a fucking physical copy of Remedy, you nerd. So take your lunch money. Um, but also, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yes, come on Twitter, at SomerdayUS, and tell us what you think about that. Um, but with that... Thanks for listening. Karen, Keelan, thanks for coming on. Coming on. Keelan, welcome, welcome back to reality. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been amazing to be back. I'm glad they got you and all the other soccer players out of their cave. Um, so welcome back to the surface, okay? 
I don't, looking, looking at Kill on screen, screen, you might still be in a cave. I <laughs> am. Uh, and listeners, thanks for tuning in. Go play some games. Go watch movies. Go watch Little Mermaid. I'll catch you next week. Bye. Digital kiss.